And I think some of the things that keeps us from being authentic are, well, the judgments of others. What are other people going to think of us, right? Because we want to fit in. It's something that's sort of hardwired in us, right? That, uh, you know, if we don't fit in, we risk being alone. And, and you know, we, we survive and thrive emotionally by being with others, right? So we have to sort of get past those judgments. Welcome to Authentic Energy, a podcast dedicated to getting to the bottom of what it means to be your true, authentic self at work. I am your host, Wendy Brand. Let's take this learning journey together as I meet with guests weekly. Whether you are a leader or individual contributor, a teacher or a nurse, we'll share conversations and stories that highlight meaningful connections, self-awareness, a sense of belonging, and all the components necessary to create a workplace where you can show up in your authentic energy. Happy New Year. I'm Wendy Brand, your host and creator of Authentic Energy. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. I could not have asked for a better guest to kick off Authentic Energy's 2024 season. The conversation is amazing, and the work that my guest is doing is so aligned with my mission that I was just hanging on his every word in agreement and acknowledgement. Before we get to the guest, I want to remind you about the Reveal Retreat that I'm hosting with my colleague, Jashanna Forrester. We still have a few spots left for this two-day retreat, January 20th and 21st in Green, Texas. Our focus is really to take your 2024 goal setting to the next level as we shift from what you want to accomplish in 2024 to who you want to become. There is a difference. And we stop when we stop and assess our lives and really tune into our authenticity, the possibilities are endless. Jashanna and I will be there to coach you as you uncover some limiting beliefs or blockers that you believe may exist in order to reach those goals and become who you want to be. And we will be building connection and community with each other throughout the weekend. This retreat is it's for both men and women. And if you are interested, I hope that you will join us. You can sign up at wmbcoaching.com forward slash retreat. Now, my guest T. Mark Meyer is a psychotherapist and a consultant for the world's largest corporations, leading workshops on conflict resolution, authenticity, and authentic management. He coaches professional athletes in discovering their purpose and counsels both couples and individuals. After founding and spearheading several successful companies, T. Mark connected with his authentic self and refocused his professional aspirations. He is a business coach and a neurolinguistic programming master practitioner who uses his personal experience to help others live their most authentic lives. He is also the author of the Amazon best-selling book, The Art of Being Authentic, which we'll hear a little bit about in this episode. And here it is. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Welcome to the show, Mark. Good to, good to have you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. So I'm really excited to read your book. It came out lot last April. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the book and what, what the purpose was for you in writing, in writing the book. Yeah. I mean, the book, The Art of Being Authentic, was something that I felt that I had to write uh, simply because of both my own journey and the, and the work I do. I, I often see uh, in life, and also when I do therapy, I see a lot of our psychological pain 
comes from an opposition between being authentic, uh, being our authentic selves and trying to live up to the expectations of uh, others and the expectations we sort of impose on ourselves. So, you know, seeing this gap and also experiencing that gap in my own life, I thought, you know, this is something that I want to dedicate my time to. So I began um, doing workshops on authentic leadership. I began uh, coaching uh, athletes and leaders on on being their authentic self and living authentically. And I, I began bringing it into my practice uh, as a psychotherapist. And uh, that ultimately became uh, the book, The Art of Being Authentic. I love that. Obviously, I named a podcast Authentic Energy. So um, it's it's definitely something that we are aligned on there. Really, um, you know, I I've it's funny, I named the podcast Authentic Energy, but I really feel like through the production of this podcast, I have found my authenticity. Um but I'm curious, a lot of people throw that word around, you know, and we've we've heard authentic leadership and we've, you know, heard be your true authentic self. What does what does authenticity mean to you, being your true authentic self? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, question and, and an interesting conversation, right? Because ultimately what's authentic for me is different from what's authentic for you and what's authentic for each of the listeners uh, out there, right? Um I guess you could say that the way we use the word can also sometimes contribute to a little bit of confusion about it because it is a buzzword. There's a lot of people that use it, right? Um, But I might use the word uh, authentic to uh, describe the Mona Lisa. I would say the Mona Lisa painting is an authentic Leonardo da Vinci painting. And uh, that's because I think authentic has something with being original, right? But on the other hand, Wendy, if I asked you to describe an authentic Italian godfather, what would he look like? Well, then maybe you'd say, well, he'll have a big cigar, he'll have a suit and tie and his hair back. And the reason you describe him like that is because he looks like all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm also using authentic to describe a copy. So it's both an original and it's a copy, right? So so we use authentic in a lot of different ways and that can sometimes make it a little confusing for us. I think ultimately being authentic is of course being true to ourselves and being true to to who we are. But at the deepest level, I think it's aligning with our purpose. I was going to ask what, how do you find your authenticity? And so for you and the way that you're defining it, it really is aligning with your purpose. And so how do we know what our purpose is? Yeah, and and that's some one of the things that keeps us from 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 being authentic is, is finding out what is it all about, what is it for me, how should I be authentic, and that that that's a very good question, and and I think some of the things that keeps us from being authentic are well the judgments of others, what are other people going to think of us, right? Because we want to fit in. It's something that's sort of hardwired in us, right? That uh, you know, if we don't fit in, we, we risk being alone, and and you know we we survive and thrive emotionally by being with others, right? So we have to sort of get past those judgments and there are different ways to get, you know, sort of past them. One of the things that that I always urge my clients to do is, uh, is to ask themselves some questions um, to sort of, sort of for as a mental exercise to sort of get, um, get to what is behind those, you know, beyond those fears of uh, what other people are going to judge me for. 
And I usually say, well, you can of course start to ask yourself, what was, what if money was not an object? Then what would I do? But you can also take it further and try and ask yourself, well, what if there were no expectations from the people around me? Then what would I do? What would I say? How would I act? And then maybe something will arise to your conscious mind as to what is my authentic self? What is the purpose? What is it that I want to express? And maybe even take it a step further, maybe even saying, okay, I'm going to pretend, I know real life is going to be different, but I'm going to be, pretend that whatever I do, people are going to meet me with a positive attitude. So if I say I want to do this or that, people are going to say, wow, that's so great, Wendy. Wow, good luck with it. That's a really good decision, Wendy. I'm totally behind it. And, you know, asking yourself questions like, what would I do if there were no expectation from others? And also, what would I do if I didn't have any expectations you know, any judgments of my own, because that's what we do, right? When we get judged a lot, we start to internalize it and say, well, I can't do that, can I? You know, try to ask yourself some questions. What if those judgments went there? Then you sort of get closer to what's authentic for you. I love that question. And one of the things that I do with my coaching clients, one of the first things I do is have them try to identify their top five personal core values. And so I think it's kind of along the same lines of really trying to etch away at what what is important to me and what do I value and using that as a compass for how you make decisions. What job am I going to take? What spouse, you know, what type of spouse am I going to have? What, you know, what type of life do I want to lead? And I think I I think that's aligned with what you're saying because I think in order to find your true value, you know, what's important to you, you have to ask you know, put everyone else's judgment aside, like you're saying, really to understand what is authentically important to you. Yes, exactly. And especially when it comes to values, right? Because sometimes we can adopt values from others. We look to others and we say, okay, or this, you know, okay, one of my values is, um, uh, let's pretend, let's say that uh, one of the listeners out there might have a value that hard work is a virtue, you know, and that's a very important value for them. Well, maybe they got that value from seeing their parents work very hard, but maybe that also had a backside, right? Maybe they didn't get the attention that they needed. So maybe they're sort of continuing in the process and, and adopting some values that are maybe not entirely them. I'm not saying that, you know, it's perfectly fine to have hard work as a, as a, as a value and as a virtue, but maybe, maybe it's something you adopted, right? So sometimes it's so important to align with your values. Uh, and it's also important to sort of look at what are my values and what are the values I may have adopted from others, right? Mm, that's great. Yes. And then even, even in the workplace, and this is where I saw for me, um, you know, I told you offline that I had burned out twice and the listeners know I burned out twice in my career and really only looking back and kind of analyzing where I went, you know, what caused me to burn out? There were several factors, but one of the key things was that I was, um, in both instances, working either for an organization whose values um, differ than mine, or I just wasn't living true to my values and and my purpose. And so, how do we, you know, how can we start to bring authenticity in the workplace and really empower? Um, business, our business with authentic leadership and ourselves with authentic living? Well, that's a, that's a very good question, Wendy. And, and, um, 
I don't think there's a sh- uh, one straightforward answer to that, but I think there are, m- there are many sort of interesting perspectives to what you're saying, right? The first thing you- you're talking about is is burning out, right? And-, and now you have a podcast called Authentic Energy. And when, I- when I first came across your podcast and I-, I saw the title, I thought, this is really interesting, right? Because one of the things that gives us energy is when we're allowing ourselves to be authentic when we're in the presence of people that allow us to be authentic and we can be authentic as well right that gives us energy on the other hand if we are surrounded by people that does not allow us to be uh, that do not allow us to be authentic uh, you know we're not allowing them to express their authentic self then we get drained from energy I jokingly uh, usually say that that's what that's why you get more energy from hanging out with your friends than your in-laws because you know it's a joke of course you know you can have perfectly great in-laws but but you know being in the presence of people that allow you to be authentic or being or, or you allow yourself to express that authenticity that gives you energy and if you don't you're going to lose energy yes yeah um inter- we talked early on in the show i had a guest talking about energy depleters and making sure that you were not um that you were removing any energy depleters in your life and that that was a better way. That was a good way to move into authenticity and, and having, you know, and, and having more of that positive energy. I do have to say, because my mother-in-law listens to my podcasts that my in-laws are phenomenal and I am able to be my authentic self around them, but I got, I understood your point. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it is, it is, uh, it is true. What you say? I mean, if, if, we have things in our surroundings that, that, you know, that do not allow us to be authentic, no matter how much we try, then it's a, then it's a good idea to say, okay, well, you know, I have to try and express my authenticity, but if I try and I'm not, and, and, and the people around me won't, won't allow it, well, then perhaps it's, it, it's, it's better to, to move on. That being said, of course, it is a balance that you want to walk because some people mistakenly think that, if they remove themselves from everything in the world, if they go live in a hut somewhere on the top of a mountain uh, or as a recluse, that they're being authentic. But I think that authenticity is something that happens. Like when you and I, when they are having this talk, right? When we have this space where we allow each other to be who we are, that's where authenticity happens. And removing yourself from the world, maybe it's not the best response if you want to, um, to be authentic. So, so, you know, I think it's important that we, we try to remember that we need to express our authenticity, you know, with other people. I 100% agree. And one of the main missions of my work now is to work with organizations to create an environment where employees can show up as their authentic self. I don't want to, I mean, yes, I left the corporate world, but I want to help others find a way to stay in because right we all need money and <laughs> and i enjoy my work i was in, i enjoyed the work that i did and so i think that um not everybody needs to leave or 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 has to leave i think you're absolutely right finding your authenticity where you are and um you know there's a piece in there that i haven't completely um nailed down for me and that's really boundaries. So in order for me to be authentic, I have to be able to voice what is important to me so that others know that that, you know, 
that's not okay with me or that's not who I am or um and in the workplace that was difficult for me because a cult you know you want to there's a culture you know whether it's positive or negative and if you want to move up in an organization you learn quickly that you have to adapt to that culture in order to move up and so any any guidance that you could give around you know as as leaders or as you know, frontline workers being able to keep their authenticity and and using their voice and setting boundaries when needed. Yeah, I think that of course um, there can be two aspects to this. There can be the leadership aspect, which is of course is, uh, an important responsibility because as a leader, you need to set the stage, you need to create the framework that allows people in your company to be authentic. And then there's of course the other one where you are in a company, but you're not the leader and and there's a culture around you. And if we start with the last one, I would say that, you know, ultimately your happiness comes from, from being authentic. It comes from expressing that in a, in a good and in a, in a non-judgmental way. And I, I think that's important. And I think that sometimes when you're in the workplace, Maybe uh, stop for a moment and saying, "Okay, right now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Th- instead of thinking, what should I accomplish right now? So instead of thinking, how do I get promoted? Maybe stop and think and say, who do I want to be right now? Because ultimately, it's about the person you want to become. And when when you think about who do I want to be right now, instead of what do I need to accomplish right now? Well, then maybe it'll be easier for you to express your authenticity. Yes. Of yes. course, as a lead. Yes. Oh, sorry, Wendy. Go on. No, go ahead. You just, yeah. I want to say amen. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <Yes>. Amen and hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, when it comes to leadership, it's very important for the leader to, to you know, to set a framework where people can be authentic. But that is also something that can benefit a company a whole lot, right? Because, you know... Mm-hmm. Such, let's say, let's take an example as innovation, right? Usually most companies, they need innovation. They have a product and they need to improve it, right? Okay, well, if uh, if, I, if I came to, a, if, if we went to a company and I, I said, this is my company, uh, here on the right, you see my innovation department. And you look in there and everybody was wearing blue shirts and the same tie. You'd think, what kind of innovation exactly are they doing, Mark? You know, they all look the same, right? Innovation comes from being able to express ourselves, right? To bring our unique values uh, with us to work, right? So as leaders, it's important that we allow that space. And it's important that we think that, you know, that we recognize that being authentic is not about ego. It's not about I have to be who I am and everybody else just has to sort of get in line. No, being authentic is both me being me, but it's equally allowing others to step into their authenticity. So as leaders, it's our responsibility to make sure that our team members are aligned with uh, what we do, but also that we, we are aligned with what their purposes are. So true. Um, this, I love this conversation and I'm, I'm excited, like I said, to read the book. So tell me a little bit about, um, the art of being authentic and what we want, you know, we want folks to go read it, but what are the top, maybe five things that you would say that, um, readers could take away from your book or the top three things? 
Yeah, but there are lots of things they could they could they could take away from 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 this book. I mean, I I think that the the first thing they should uh, uh, take away from the book is uh, that when they learn about authenticity, they find that maybe their happiness and maybe their fulfillment doesn't lie in an external goal that they have to reach, but maybe it lies in them expressing their authentic self. That's something that I hope that people will take away uh, from the book when they read it. I also hope that when they read it, they will see that you can be guided from your purpose. Uh, we live in a very goal-oriented world where we need a f- you know five-year plans and we need to set goals. But we have to remember that goals in themselves are meaningless if they're not tied to a purpose. When we reach our goals, if there's not a purpose tied to them, we're not going to feel anything emotional, sort of uh, uplifting, or it's not going to add to our emotional well-being, right? And people can sometimes be a little scared of that because they get their direction from the goals or they believe they get direction from goals, but you can get direction from your purpose. You know, uh, I I say in the book, you know, you can let your goals uh, give you direction. That requires a lot of effort and a lot of discipline to reach them. Or you can be pulled by your purpose. That does not require effort or discipline. It requires self-understanding. So when they read the book, I hope it opens up a doorway to wanting to do a little bit of this self-investigation to find out what is my purpose. Because purpose can really bring you forward. And, and, and as I said in the beginning, aligning with your purpose is, uh, you know, a, a long way to being your authentic self. Um, what other takeaways could there be? One of the things I think is very important is uh, self-esteem. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the book talking about how you can improve your self-esteem and talking about what is the difference between self-esteem and confidence. Because being authentic comes at the risk of not fitting in. And you're not going to do it unless you have the self-esteem, unless you think I am worth this. You know, you have to have that in order to step out and say, this is my authentic self. So those are some of the uh, key takeaways uh, I, w- I would uh, hope that the reader took from from the book. Wonderful. All all sound amazing. And, you know, I, I want to say on the goals thing, one thing that I learned in this last year really um, from a coach that I had was that we're not, we aren't really, it's not the thing that we want. So it's not the promotion or the car or the house, but it's the feeling that we get from those things that we're chasing. And so if we focus more on the feeling on what other things could I do that are going to bring me, you know, feelings of excitement or joy or love, it can be the same sense of accomplishment. And I think that ties in with purpose that if our purpose is pure and, and good that that feeling um, that we get from living in purpose can be, maybe you you still can have the car and the house and the promotion, but you don't have to chase those things. That is such an important point, Wendy. And, and I think you're spot on when you talk about that, because that's basically the difference between a goal and a purpose. Because what's inherent in a goal is you have to achieve it, right? Otherwise, it makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. So when this happens, right? That's not inherent in a purpose. A purpose you should be able to express right now. If you cannot express your purpose right now, then it's not a purpose. Then it's a goal. Mm-hmm. And you can get something from that purpose. I use the example in the book. I, I use Mother Teresa, 
who helped a lot of uh, poor people in India. And I, I, I a little jokingly say, if she was alive today, you wouldn't see her on Instagram doing selfies saying, hey, just fed 10,000 people, tomorrow it's 15,000, right? <laughs> because it was it's never about the goal for her. No, it's about the purpose. So she got the same she got the same feeling from helping one person as she did helping a hundred people. And that's also, I think, an important distinction and something that you said very well there, Wendy, and the listeners should should take with them is that when you act from purpose, then you get that feeling. Mm-hmm. You get that feeling every time you express your purpose, as opposed to a goal where you have to sort of achieve it for something to materialize. Yes. Mark, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Remind remind the listeners where you are today. You're not in the United States. No, I am in Denmark, Copenhagen. Um, I do have clients all over the world. I do a lot of online sessions, a lot of online Find Your Purpose sessions. Um, um, if you're interested uh, in this, uh, learning more about authenticity, you know, definitely go to Amazon, pick up my book, The Art of Being Authentic. You can also follow me on Instagram, Authentic T. Mark Meyer. I share a lot on uh, a lot of video clips and quotes about being authentic. And then you can uh, find me on LinkedIn where I talk about authentic leadership. And uh, yeah, lastly, you can also go to my website, tmagmaya.com, where I have newsletters both on authentic living and authentic leadership. Wonderful. And we'll put all of that in the show notes so so everyone can find it. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was such a pleasure. Oh, Thank you, Wendy. Probably one of my most favorite conversations so far. Okay, here are my takeaways. Number one, authenticity is being true to ourselves and who we are, and it is aligning with our purpose. Number two, things that keep us from being authentic is the fear of judgment and isolation from others. Number three, if you want to find your authenticity and your purpose, ask yourself, what if money was not an object, then what would I do? What if there were no expectations from others around me? Number four, when we are allowing ourselves to be authentic, this gives us energy. When we surround ourselves with people where we are not able to be authentic, this drains our energy. Number five, your happiness comes from expressing your authenticity. Number six, instead of thinking, what do I want to accomplish or worrying about getting promoted? Ask yourself, who do I want to be right now? Number seven, it is the role of leadership to create the framework or environment where their teams can be authentic. Number eight, being authentic is not about the ego. It is about me being me and allowing others to be who they are. Number nine, Maybe your happiness doesn't lie in a goal, but rather in your authentic self. Number 10, you can be guided by your purpose. Goals themselves are meaningless if they are not tied to your purpose. That's it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. This ties in so nicely with the work that we're doing January 20th and 21st at the Reveal Retreat. I hope you'll check that out, wmbcoaching.com forward slash retreat. And you need to check out the book, T. Mark Meyer's book, The Art of Being Authentic on Amazon. You can find him on Instagram at Authentic T. Mark Meyer, LinkedIn, his website, tmarkmeyer.com. It's all in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited about 2024 and all that is ahead. So please check back next week. Thank you. Thank you.